Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dr. Scott, Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. And while many people know what they do, they don't know about the types of meals you can eat when you cook with Blue Apron. Like quick bucatini with broccoli and pecorino cheese and Italian-style shrimp and sweet pepper. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. You and I both do Blue Apron, and we love it. Love it. Um, You know, I've learned some uh, crazy uh, uh, cooking techniques doing Blue Apron that I never knew before. And use some new types of foods we would have never tried before. It's absolutely yep. been a great learning experience. And I'm an omnivore, and Dr. Scott is a pescatarian. Correct. So uh, they Serves have all of our needs. meal plans for both of us. Yep. Uh, Blue Apron delivers fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door. Uh, they can be cooked in under 45 minutes, and the menu changes every week based on what's in season and what's designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. They offer 12 new recipes each week, and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what best fits their schedule. And it's high quality. They send only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Uh, they have a team of professional chefs putting in a lot of care into creating recipes each week, and I, I've been amazed. I, I don't think I've ever seen... That I can remember, I haven't seen the same one twice. Nope, no. And that's unlike some of the other services that are out there. Yeah, great diversity, great flavors. You know, Blue Apron is treating Weird Medicine listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash medicine. Check out this week's menu and get $30 off at blueapron.com slash medicine. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve. 
with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine wackos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-2HEAD. If you're listening to us live, the number is 754-227-3647. That's 754-22-PENIS. Or my favorite, 754 Baronet. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, who isn't here, and at Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website at weirdmedicine.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine and get a Bristol stool cup. That's all anybody ever buys. Right. So you can rate your fecal matter while you're <laughs> sitting on the pot drinking a cup of coffee, which is horrendous. <laughs> Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, or whatever. All right. Very good. So <laughs> somebody said, uh, uh, hey, they do a really good show. But number 301 really sucked. Oh, no. That was the one we did when we were drinking. So that's right. I guess that's, you know, whatever. What are we going to say? We, well, we, we were celebrating we were, our 300th. Right. We didn't celebrate on the 300th. Yes, it was like an after kind of glow or hangover, yeah, if you will. We should have just not done it. But. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's good to see you, old buddy. We're going to do a short one today, but we're promising to get back to uh, – doing uh, uh, medical talk and uh, we're as a matter of fact we're going to clean up our act a little bit uh, for a reason I can't divulge right now but um, uh, it will all become clear later if this thing I'm talking about actually happens so anyway uh, we have some phone calls let's take some cool uh oh oh uh, we lost Ronnie B wait what did you say Ronnie B number one thing don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Wow, that is absolutely, absolutely the fact, isn't it? Just no truer words have ever been said. Area code 619, you're on Weird Medicine. What's up, Dr. Steve? How you doing? Hey, man. Hey, it's Mark in San Diego. I should listen to Ronnie B, but, um, <laughs> hey, I've been uh, pumping, pumping loads in my girl all okay. weekend. We're on vacation. Um and I'll be so till Wednesday. How late is too late for Plan B? Ooh, okay. Uh, plan B. Let's see. Uh, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna look this shit up because I don't want to tell you wrong. And you don't want to screw this one up. That's right. I, this is important. I, I thought you're the I thought you're the expert. Well, I am, dude. Hey, me, 25 years ago, maybe. No, well, go fuck yourself, <laughs> Doctor Scott. I'm the expert, but I uh, I just want to make sure that what I'm telling you is correct. Right. So plan B is the so-called morning after pill. It should be taken as soon as possible within 72 hours after unprotected sex. And the sooner it's taken, the better it works. And uh, you got to take it as directed. So like if, um, if it was yesterday at noon, then um, it is 5 p.m. on today. So that would be certainly within the 72 hours. So, um, Dan, so, so if I got like six healthy batches in there since Friday, I'm in a bad spot. 
Okay, so for today's Sunday. So you, what time on what time? What was the when was the first batch, as you so eloquently said, uh, l- laid <laughs> into your uh, girlfriend's vagina? What time? Uh, probably six before we went out for the evening. Six p.m. Little pregame. Okay, yeah, six p.m. Eastern. So, so 6 p.m. Cincinnati time. We were in Cincinnati. Okay, okay. That's a detail I didn't absolutely need, but it's, it does make it more interesting. I can picture it better. Okay, so Friday at 6 <laughs> to Saturday at 6 is 24, 24 hours. Yep. And then Sunday at 6 we're not there yet. is 48 hours. So yep. you're within that 72-hour uh, uh, time frame. You've got 52 minutes. No, right, he has right, 72 hours. It's oh, no, it's 48 hours. He's at okay. 48 hours. Okay. Oh, so. yeah. Well, you're good, man. Yeah. Now, um, you know, plan B, when used as directed, is generally safe and effective. And it contains um, a hormone called levonorgestrel, and that's the same hormone that's used in a lot of birth control pills. Uh, after she takes this, assuming that she decides to take it, and that's her choice, of course, uh, she may have a weird period next time. She could have some nausea, uh, abdominal cramping, fatigue, headache, dizziness, breast tenderness, and vomiting. It's it, it's better if if she doesn't smoke uh, because uh, she's a raging alcoholic. She's a raging alcoholic, so she has all that anyway. Oh oh oh, oh boy! Oh, no. Okay, does she smoke too? Yeah, <laughs> that, I I don't, but she does. Uh, okay, that's probably why she doesn't take birth control pills because smoking and birth control pills no, yeah go ahead because we're catholic because we're catholic that's why oh, oh. well so wait a minute okay i'm not even going to get into that <laughs> I, I don't get how Bottom birth control is. doesn't work for catholics <laughs> but plan b does that's i, I don't but I, bottom I, line is 78 <laughs> Uh, yeah, bottom line is 72 hours. 72 hours yeah. Yes, there's side effects. Read the side effects <laughs> and uh, and let us know how things go. And, and God, dude, uh, God bless you. Six six batches in uh, 48 hours. That's, um, that's, that's working. Even when I was at my best, uh, and that was, I can even pinpoint the year, I would get, I would try to get one woman over on Friday, one on Saturday, and try to, you know, uh, get a, um, uh, extra Sunday. innings on Sunday, and I don't think I ever did six. Well, no, I don't know. I, I came close to six, but anyway, uh, I'm impressed. I'm that's enjoying. Why, I'm enjoying your life vicariously, and uh, good luck. That's why. Tr- that's why. That's why Trump's trying to build a wall because us beaners can go, man. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> All right, Doctor Steve, right, love man. the show, brother. All right, love you too, hey, man. Take and, care. Uh, thanks. Well, he didn't say he loved me. He said he love loved you. the show. Okay. That's well, right. anyway, love you on. Love you on Stern, too. Uh, <laughs> the one time. I'll never live that shit down. That was on my bucket list, though. It was awesome. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, good luck, dude. <laughs> so, Cincinnati. My favorite my favorite bar is up there, the, the Hofbrau House. It's oh, a really? German-style um, brew house, and it's big, huge German kind of picnic tables and oh and yeah. just the beer and the music and you big know, the, giant the steins, steins oh of my beer god it's just it's like being at home it's that wonderful big titted women and oh bodices my god and yeah, with, with, yeah yeah with big paddles like if it's somebody's birthday and they'll paddle them yeah let's say let's say that you and i yeah. it's your birthday and there's six or seven of them scope they have a they'll have a, a big paddle with holes with for shots of beer in it and they put it down the middle of the table and everybody grabs one one of the oh. beers out of the paddle 
you, and you sell this, you know, sing or whatever, and then you get paddled because you're the birthday boy with that paddle. Oh, and you know, oh, it's good stuff. There's nothing worse than getting paddled with a paddle that's got holes cut in it, right? Because um, uh, a little and, more aerodynamically. That's yeah. right. It, it can <laughs> go faster, right. and and the air rushes through it so that there's no cushion from that uh, compressed air that you would have if you had a paddle. That and you can hear it, holes you can coming. hear it whistling as it's coming. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. You're paying for that. Uh huh. I like it. All right, let's take another call. Well, all right. Here that arose after a night of uh, drinking too many. Uh, that's my fault. Okay, let's try that again. Hey, Doctor Steve, I'm uh, just calling from Buffalo, New York. I have a uh, question here that arose after a night of uh, drinking too many uh, Miller Lights. Um, say someone had like a heart attack and you didn't have a defibrillator. Could you use theoretically? Uh, I don't. I know you're not obviously going to ever recommend this, but. Could you theoretically use a stun gun to start their heart, or is it just something that it's not strong enough or concentrated enough or anything like that? No, you're just adding insult to injury. You've got somebody that's you know dying in front of you, and then you're hitting them with a stun gun. It's just going to hurt like a mf My understanding is stun guns are uh, alternating current, and uh, a cardiac defibrillator is direct current. So I don't right. think that's going to work. You can. For re- I think that's why they designed it like that, isn't it? It's so that it wouldn't do that, right? I mean, that's. The, oh, that, that may I, be. I mean, I think so. I think that's. What oh, I that understand. may be, Doctor Scott. I think I'm so. going to give you one of these. That's, that's my understanding. Give yourself a bill. I, I don't know that that's true, but it sounds true sounds as, right, yeah. as hell. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you can do. However, you can do a cardiac thump, and the cardiac thump is where you uh, take your hand and put it, um, you know, several inches above the chest and then just let it drop. You do, the way they do it in the movies where they're pounding on the person and, you know, breathe, damn you. <laughs> That's not going to really do anything but just contuse their chest. Right. But if you uh, hold your hand up and just let it drop mm. and onto their chest, it actually uh, stimulates electrical uh, activity in the heart and may actually start it back up again if it was right on the bridge. Uh, between, you know, starting and not starting. So, um, uh, okay. So yeah. So don't do that. No. <laughs> All right. That's a good question, though. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon, Doctor Steve. I was wanting to know uh, if you had some information about what I've heard to be a new fountain of use drug by the name of Samorlin or Samarilin. Uh Anyway, thanks. I'll listen on. Okay. Well, uh, Samorolin is a um, a growth hormone releasing factor, basically. So, so you have human growth hormone. You can take you can take that, uh, and I'm not saying two. I'm just saying you could, or you could take a growth hormone releasing factor that would cause your body to produce more human growth hormone. It's still the same human growth hormone. So basically, samorolin is just another way to increase human growth hormone uh, levels in the bloodstream. And I know that it's been touted as a fountain of youth. And believe me, at 62, I'm looking for a freaking (laughs) fountain of youth. But uh, the extensive amount of study that I've done on human growth hormone supplementation in elderly individuals shows that it really does have an effect on healing. So if you're injured... Uh, human growth hormone may help, uh, but other than that, um, I don't see a, a you know anything magical. 
You can. There's other ways that you can stimulate human growth hormone release, though. Uh, there's this uh, uh, medica- or uh, supplement that you can take over the counter called GABA. It's gamma muro uh, amino butyric acid, and um, GABA is a neurotransmitter that, um, uh, in the central nervous system, will cause uh, lots of different effects, including in certain parts of the brain sleep. So when you take uh, certain medications that are sleep medications, they increase the um, uh, release of GABA in the central nervous system. Now, but taking GABA won't do that. You think, well, I'll just take GABA then. It doesn't work. It doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. Mm. But the weird thing is is that the byproducts of GABA, uh, when they're taken uh, at night, uh, do seem to increase the production of human growth hormone. Another thing that may increase the the uh, production of human growth hormone is taking glutamine, which is an amino acid, after exercise. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first thing is, though, you got to exercise. So right. uh, get some exercise and follow it with some glutamine and uh, then take GABA at bedtime and you will uh, should increase your human growth hormone levels. So at least according to a couple of these uh, really small studies that I've looked at in uh, – uh, the medical literature. But I'm not a fan of just supplementing human growth hormone. If you overdose on human growth hormone, you will get a condition called acromegaly. And if you want to see what acromegaly looks like, look at Richard Keel, a.k.a. Jaws, from um, uh, the James Bond movies. I believe, and if I'm incorrect, I apologize to Richard Keel, but I believe he he suffered from acromegaly. Also, the British neighbor on the Jeffersons also suffered from acromegaly. So you get a big chin, you get this kind of weird throaty voice, uh, you get um, pain in your joints, and it's just because the bones are trying to grow, but there's no growth plate. So they're trying to grow, but there's no place to grow into, so they just grow abnormally. And it causes sweating and a bunch of other stuff too. So uh, not a fan. And I don't know enough about the Samoralin you know, I'm sure that people are supplementing in gyms and stuff like that. And again, not a fan of self-treatment with this type of um, uh, prescription medication. I just can't endorse it. Sorry. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, let's see what we got here. Well, goodness. It's very Hi, Dr. Steve. My name is Peter. So my wife got into the essential oil movement, and I'm not sure, but she claims that a lot of this stuff has medicinal purposes, and it could prevent illness or help ease any kind of pain or uh, help you heal quicker, and I really just don't know. And I'm wondering if you knew anything about it or Dr. Scott. Um, I'm just trying to find out if this is not bullshit or if there actually is a thing to them. Anyways, thank you very much. Love the show. Love- okay. Hey, thanks, man. Um, 
Let's talk a little bit about essential oils as the, in their use in aromatherapy. Uh, things like lavender are touted as causing, uh, when they're smelled or inhaled, uh, causing a uh, peaceful feeling or decreasing stress. And uh, a lot of this comes from the fact that the um, the nerves that hit the that come from the nose that affect smell or that sense smell are really at the top of the list as far as things being plugged into the brain. And so our sense of smell, although not very acute compared to other animals like dogs and, and, and other, other animals that rely on their sense of smell, um, is uh, really tied into memory. And I, I know there are certain smells that I smell that it just immediately takes me back to my grandmother's house. Yes, and if I walk in the yes. hospital, I smell that smell when I was from when I was an intern, and I immediately get tired. <laughs> so aromatherapy absolutely <laughs> can does, work either way. Can does do stuff? <laughs> yes, it does stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> but I I think this idea that lavender on everyone is going to make them feel peaceful is bullshit. No. <laughs> what if you were you know ritually abused? By your grandmother and her house smelled like lavender. Her house smelled like lavender. When you smell it, you're going to feel anything but but calm and peaceful. So um, I think that you can use these oils and find the things that work for you. If something makes you feel peaceful, great. Just don't generalize it to the rest of the populace. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if your mom brewed tea every morning. You know, using a little tea tree oil, something like that might make you think of your youth. If you had a very pleasant youth, then then that might make you feel better. Um, uh, to make a generalizable statement about these smells, I, to me, is malarkey. I don't see any evidence in the medical literature. And then they – but they didn't just talk about that. They went beyond that, talking about preventing disease and mm-hmm. treating disease mm-hmm. and treating pain. All I can say is show me your evidence. I just want to see the evidence. Show me one decent double-blind placebo-controlled study. And I know it's going to be hard to double-blind an aroma study. So, But you know, f- do the best you can that shows that you've prevented any disease, that you've cured any disease, or that you have uh, relieved anyone's pain. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, not a, they don't, of course, they don't only use them as aromatherapies. Well, they rub them in, and they, right. Well, you know. and, and they do drops, and they do topicals for certain sure skin infections sure. That's, and things sure. like that. Yeah. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not just aromatherapy. I was talking right. about the aromatherapy right. as something I can get behind. Right. Show me the evidence on any of this other bullshit. You know. Yes. And I just want to see the evidence. When I see it, I will uh, accept it. For example, there's good evidence. Well, it's decent evidence that tea tree oil. Used on um, uh, fungal uh, fungus infected nails will improve uh, their the way they look and may clear the fungus if used every day, twice a day for forty eight weeks. The funny thing is, is that there's also evidence that shows the exact same thing for Vicks VapoRub. Forty eight weeks, twice a day, mm-hmm. uh, eradicates the fungus. Interestingly, there is a, um, a medication on the market called, uh, ooh, what is it, Jublia or something like that, 
that is a, um, a, a topical antifungal that you paint on the nails. And uh, you use it for 48 weeks, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can get it with, with a prescription. At least it doesn't stink like tea tree oil right. or uh, uh, Vicks VapoRub. But they all seem to take about 48 weeks to do their thing. So, But anyway. Well, but, you know, but the one thing we do know is that there's been some pretty good studies on the peppermint oil, which is an essential oil, in, in those enterocoated um, capsules. Sure. For for irritable bowel. So, okay, I'll I, take that I one. Mean, so at least there's there's but but some of the claims that, that I've heard some of these. Well, people, let's back up so people are going. What the fuck are you talking oh, yeah. about? So uh, peppermint oil. There there is some decent data that shows that enteric coated peppermint oil improves symptoms of um, in a capsule, not rubbed on your stomach or not sniffed, right. but right. actually taken in an enteric coated capsule. Yes, right. Uh, in the doses that they studied. Uh, improves the symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome. And I will say, anecdotally, of course, yep. it did it work for me. Sure. Extremely yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing it, else had worked. So. We've had a bunch of people uh, uh, report that. Again, that's anecdotal evidence. Sure. But they do have some double-blind, placebo-controlled ev- evidence on peppermint oil. Mm-hmm. You can do that if you're ingesting it. Absolutely. So there may be other things. That's why I'm saying There's got we, be we recommend studies. that stuff. Yep. It's on our website. Go to yep. stuff.drsteve.com, and I re- recommend you do that anyway and thank you for doing that Mm -hmm. Uh, stuff.drsteve.com and scroll down and uh, there's a link to that peppermint oil uh, preparation Mm -hmm. we don't uh, boy that was gross sorry but before we make any you know broad-based generalizable recommendations there needs to be more studies well yeah yeah any studies anything they make these outlandish claims oh i know and then let's see the evidence how do we know stuff? We got to have evidence to know things. Right. You give a thousand people your medication. You give a thousand people something that looks and tastes just like it, but is inactive. That's the placebo-controlled group. And then you don't know which of those thousand people is getting the real drug, and you which is getting the placebo, and they don't know either. That's right. called double-blind, placebo-controlled. And then at the end, you have to have an endpoint. What's your endpoint? Well, you know what's weird is if you did a um, uh, a study on uh, sildenafil, which is the active ingredient in Viagra, and your endpoint was blood pressure reduction, it didn't work that good. <laughs> right. You know, so you got to choose your endpoint, right? Sure. If your endpoint is big, meaty erections, it right. worked great. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to choose your endpoint, and then you have to see if there's a statistically significant difference between the active group and the placebo group. And if there is, then you can make a claim based on those, the characteristics of your thousand person cohort on either side. If they were all. You know, Northern European males, then you can really only say that it worked, for, you know, for Northern European males until you tested in other groups that are slightly more diverse. So, I mean, that's how we know stuff. Right. And just saying, you know, we've talked about this before. We had a, this Whole Foods pharmacy uh, not too far from us, and they were selling the idea that since walnuts look like brains when you open them up, that they were good for your memory. And it's like, come on, what's the evidence? Well, it looks like a brain. That was their evidence. So I would consider that to be insufficient evidence. All right. Uh, All right. Next. Hey, Dr. Steve. 
I was just curious. My girlfriend gets really serious migraines, and uh, this week she actually had migraines that got extremely worse. It's uh, perpetuated over several days, and at first it was uh, really severe. I mean, generally she'll get migraines, and right before migraines she'll start to have sort of minor loss of vision right before a really serious one and she's been prescribed medication and had various tests done and shown nothing's really shown up and they've told her that it was serious migraines just curious if there's anything that i should look out for any way that i could possibly help her with this yeah you know uh, the first presentation particularly of migraines can be really scary Hmm. Uh, i've seen uh, 17 year olds with left arm numbness and weakness and uh weird neon sign visions in their in the side of their uh uh periphery their peripheral vision yeah and all kinds of stuff like that so uh those are called classic migraines when you have what's called an aura that goes with it you start seeing flashing lights or smell weird smells or anything like that and then you get the headache and what's going on is you're getting a contraction or this is presumed by the way um uh, you're getting a contraction of blood vessels in the brain and 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 around the brain. And um, when that happens, uh, when you get the constriction of those blood vessels, the brain isn't getting the blood flow that it's used to. So uh, there will be weird effects sometimes and uh, loss of vision or weird vision or something like that uh, or tunnel vision even. Uh, may be uh, something that you would experience. Then that goes away, and as the uh, vessel relaxes, it over-relaxes uh, because it's been contracting, and now it's tired. Mm-hmm. And so it now it dilates, and as it dilates, it's going to start pumping You know, with the bloodstream, I mean with the blood flow coming from the heart, and uh, you'll feel this pounding feeling as those blood vessels feel like they're being stretched to the point of breaking. And they don't let, there are these stretch receptors on those blood vessels. And it's a warning that they think that they're, they're getting that they're ready, tear. that yeah. they're tearing. Right. Yeah. And, uh, that's what, that's what those signals are for. And so it's just a, um, a, a very, um, maladapted, uh, response to, constriction of the blood vessels and why it happens nobody knows it's probably genetic predisposition there may be some environmental factors that that lead into that but uh so one of the medications that they'll use is something like uh, imitrex which tries to uh continue the vasoconstriction but and and then release it more gradually so that the vessel doesn't expand and feel like it's it's tearing. Mm. Uh, there are other medications that try to prevent the vasoconstriction in the first place. That's for people who are taking uh, uh, migraines more frequently mm. than once a, once or twice a month. And they need to take something every day. So they may take some vasodilators that just keep the vessels dilated and to hell with it. They can't constrict. And then if they can't constrict, you can't get a, a migraine. Uh, those are like calcium channel blockers and other things like that. Mm. Then there are the weird ones like Depakote, and uh, which we use as a mood stabilizer, but it has some effects in in preventing uh, uh, migraines. And there are other medications. The, I, I don't want to throw them all out mm. here. 
I could, but it, it doesn't make any sense. There's not going to be a test afterward, and it's just going to sound like a bunch of gobbledygook if you're not used to the hearing these drug names. So what I recommend is you go see a neurologist, and go see a neurologist that specializes in migraines. And if you don't have one in your area, you could go to a university center or Mayo Clinic or Cleveland Clinic or one of those diagnostic centers and try to get on a regimen. And what they'll do is they'll do a workup. They'll make recommendations. If it works, uh, they'll refer you back to your primary care and just say, this is what we recommend. So uh, I do highly recommend that uh, she get checked. Uh, and the first time you have one of these, you need to get checked. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, and, and real quick, can I add this yeah, too, Doctor? Of course. Yeah, once everything's been cleared, and we know oh, yeah. there's yeah, that we know there's nothing. Doctor Scott's got some yeah, shit nothing, can do. nothing that's 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 profoundly wrong with the the individual. Acupuncture treatments have been pretty effective for migraine headaches, stress induced headaches, hormone induced <laughs> migraine headaches. And if you you know, and what the way we treat our people is usually once a month. It just keeps those headaches from coming back too frequently. Yeah. Now this is in our office. I can't tell you there's been great research. I mean, I can look it up. Oh, but, I think there is. But if he if he Actually, has there not, is yeah. uh, some. Let's go ahead. Keep going. If, yeah, if, if they have not, if they've not found anyone, if they'll email you know us, we can certainly turn them on to someone in their area that that is board certified in, in oriental medicine that can can do all the acupuncture and all the. Um, just making sure that she is is well taken care of, because those migraine headaches. I tell people all the time, migraine headaches are the are the thing I hate to see the most because they're so debilitating for the person. Right. But for uh, for me, it's the most gratifying thing I see because it's you help them. It's the first. It's it, it, it happen, They get the quickest response. Yeah. Here's um, a review article in the journal Headache. This is not some complimentary or alternative medicine journal. This is the journal of record regarding headache treatment, and it's just called Headache. And this is from 2015. And they uh, reviewed large and well-designed trials of acupuncture for migraine prevention and also the effectiveness of acupuncture when tried against proven migraine preventative medications. And they concluded acupuncture seems to be at least as effective as conventional drug preventative therapy for migraine and is safe, long-lasting, and cost-effective. It is a complex intervention that may prompt lifestyle changes that could be valuable in patients' recovery. So I'm glad you brought that up. Mm. I mean, I've got an acupuncture sitting here, and then I forgot to go to you on the one of the things that there's really good data for mm. for what you guys do. Right. So, and um, I always recommend uh, don't go to a weekend warrior mm -mm. acupuncturist. Mm -mm. Find someone with a DOM after their name. That means they they're a diploma in Oriental medicine. And they've done four-year Chinese medical school. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that really know their shit about this stuff. Right. It's not to say that a weekend warrior couldn't learn how to do some headache Some good stuff. stuff but, yeah. But still. Yeah, the main, the, the main key is just making sure the person's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Work them up. Yeah. You know, Topamax, we, I've had really good uh, – sure. or Topiramate had good luck with that. But I think every migraine, chronic migraine sufferer should see a good acupuncture. Absolutely. I really do. Yep. All right. All right, let's do one more. Uh, okay. Hey, Dr. Steve and the gang. It's uh, Tony up in Cleveland. And uh, so my girlfriend and I, we get intimate and we oh. enjoy ourselves and everything. And I got done. Braggart. Doing, you know, taking the plunge. I <laughs> get <laughs> up and she's, uh, she's like, can you do me a favor? I'm like, yeah, what, what's up? And she said, um, uh, if it. 
if there's an odor down there, Ooh. can you please let me know? And I'm like, odor? What, what, uh, what do you mean? She said, well, a few years ago, I, I had some cancer cells that were there, and they needed to be taken out. And apparently, the last time that happened, there was a, there was a, there was a mild, just very strong odor that was emitting from my vagina. So um, I guess then my first question is, if she has, you know, I, like why is there, would there be an odor there if there were cancer cells? And I guess the second one is maybe not necessarily a question, but uh, what if I'm down there and I say it smells and there is no cancer cells? <laughs> I'd be in the doghouse. So yep. love to hear that and uh, love the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dr. Steve. Thanks, man. Uh, no, it's a great question. Um, so this woman had a weird odor, and she subsequently was found to have cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how cervical, or well, cervical cancer is caused generally by human papillomavirus and uh, certain varieties, particularly HPV subtype 16. Uh, and so uh, cervical cancer is a may be at least in its underpinnings a communicable disease well it is a communicable disease and um, it can be prevented by vaccinating our kids against those virulent subtypes but anyway so when you have cancer you get these cells and they're not growing right they just grow crazy and if you look at them under the microscope even an untrained eye can a lot of times tell cancer cells from normal cells because they look just look all wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the nuclei are all goofy looking and uh, they've got more or less cytoplasm than normal mm-hmm. and it's just in sort of random, you know, Not you normal see these shapes, sheets, yeah. weird sheets shapes. of just weird looking cells. Well, anyway, they uh, the tumors a lot of times don't have good blood supply and they'll try to recruit blood supply to themselves. But even that's wacky. And uh, so the cells will die off quicker, even as they're growing faster. They don't die off fast enough, unfortunately. That would be great if they did. And uh, so that may be what was going on. She may have had uh, some what we call necrosis of uh, tumor cells that were just dying and then sloughing off. And then she had all this extra these cells in there, and the body's got to do something with them. And uh, so, the, and that will cause an odor. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- those cells can also be food for uh, yeast and bacteria and mm-hmm. stuff too. So that's most likely what was going on. And yeah, you got to be careful. You get down there, and go, honey. I think you got cervical cancer again. She goes running to the OBGYN. You've just said she's got a stanky <laughs> vagina. Uh oh. That's going to be painful. And there's no cancer there. That's so now painful. I've heard of cancer sniffing dogs and stuff, and that may be some of this. Mm-hmm. You know, their noses are just so much more uh, uh, attuned to the to their environment than ours are. Well, anyway, all right. Well, let's get out of here. I'm about half-assed today. Uh, don't forget, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net, simplyherbals.net. And uh, don't forget, uh, tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.